This is Stephen Solomon. Welcome to Dingo Talk. You want to know by now. You want to know by now. You want to know by now. You want to know. You want to know. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is Dingo Talk. My guest, Stephen Solomon. Stephen, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, so, I got to ask you, um, for those of you who don't know, Stephen played uh, Division One and then Division Two basketball. Yes, sir. Um, why basketball? Why is that the sport that you that stuck with you? Did you play other sports along with it? Yeah, growing up I played all the sports, football, baseball, soccer, but baseball was always too slow. My feet weren't that great for <laughs> soccer. And football, I just, I don't know, I didn't really didn't want to get hit. Love or... hit. <laughs> I understand that. I mean, that's a... And playing basketball, it's 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 very team oriented, but it's also individual. The same, like if, if you're not doing your job, you're hurting the team. But if you're doing your job and the other team and the team's doing everything with you, and it's pretty good. And it's very fun to watch when you're watching good basketball. For sure. Speaking of good basketball, 2016. There's a team there. Pretty good team. Pretty good team. Pretty good team. Uh, it's undefe- It's an undefeated team. State champion. Um, and we'll get to that because there's a quote from you that was inevitably who you played in the state championship was unless you would have had played them, the championship wouldn't have mattered. But let's let's unpack that season. So that's that's your senior year. Yep, for sure. Uh, you're not at that point. You're not committed anywhere. You're not right. You are. Nope, you're just wide open. now. Wide was open there open. was there recruit recruitment going on during that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I heard from a lot of the Mountain East schools, Fairmont, obviously, uh, Glenville, West Lib, Wheeling Jesuit. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say yeah, mainly those those five that I mentioned. And at what point, because it's you, your your brothers on that team. At what point do you feel that? Wow, this is a special team. Like that, we we actually have a chance to do something. Um. I would say since the year before, honestly. Okay. Um, we had a really good team the year before, but got upset in the regional. So um, immediately after that game, we just kind of got to work and put our heads down and knew we had to come back and do better the next season. But, yeah, I would say probably directly after that game. We okay. had a, knew we had a pretty good core coming back, so we were hurt that we lost, but excited for the next year. And what made you guys so good from that junior year to senior year? What was the the big difference in the team? Um, I would definitely say the work we put in in the off season is a big difference. Um, but I would say the biggest difference was the chemistry on the team and just how well everyone meshed together. Um, not that saying the year before wasn't, because I'm still friends with mm-hmm. a lot of those guys from that team too, but I would just say the pieces fit perfectly that year. Everyone kind of had a role. Everyone knew their role, and no one really – stepped outside the role unless they were called upon to. So Now, you brought up the, the upset the year before. Who who upset you? Parkersburg. The year, now, was at home. The, we were number one in the region and lost at home. Now, is that, a, is that a team also in that senior year that you want to see? You want to get that chance to, re, yeah, to sure. redeem yourself against? Yeah, for sure. And how did that game go? I don't think we played them the next year, though. I don't think they were on our schedule. I can't remember for sure. I know we played Parks out, but... I'm not sure if Parker's. I can't remember if Parker's where it was on there. So, and you, so that we're clear, you went to Morgantown High School. Yep. Um, yeah, Morgantown High. So, I, I, we probably should have said what school we were to. I jumped right in there. I was excited to hear about this. The, the, what we didn't talk about the first time we went through this 
this recording. We just kind of zoomed through everything. Um, So you get through the regular season. Was there any point going into the playoffs that you that you or anybody on the team thought that there was any other outcome other than a state title? Um, no, it would have been a lost season if so. I mean, all them wins wouldn't have mattered and everything. Um, so we knew we were going there to do one, have one job to do. And now that brings us to the, the quote that I, I, I pointed out. I, um, without, what it was Huntington, right? He's essentially saying that um, we kind of, I'm not going to say we, we did, but I mean, we wanted Huntington when it came down to it because we had played the other team before. Mm-hmm. But it just, I mean, we played pretty much every AAA, good AAA school that year. So, I mean, we definitely wanted our crack at Huntington. And not only did you say that part of it, but you also went on further. The further quote is, it's not, it doesn't, almost it wouldn't have counted or much. wouldn't have been. It definitely still would have counted, but having them, the back-to-back defending state champions definitely would definitely like solidified like yeah this team and is that the only reason they're the back-to-back champs you and now you get your chance to knock them off so walk us through that game how does the game go back in because it's a back and forth game correct yeah yeah for the most part back and forth um first half was like a three they were up three or something like that and then um first part of the third quarter was kind of close and then we ended up down like nine points um in the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. actually and they were dancing on the court and everything during a timeout and Tallman actually just kind of pulled out his phone and read us this quote um I forget what it was but it's something along the lines of like tough time or uh weak men don't make it through tough times tough times like make strong men or something like along those lines I forget exactly what it was I just butchered it but <laughs> after that we, well we're paraphrasing the quote yeah after that we just we went on a, a 9-0 run tied the game and since then it went into uh went to overtime I believe right yeah mm-hmm. it went to overtime and we ended up pulling out in overtime it was 79-77 I think is the final from what I looked up mm-hmm. from the a couple of the past articles that I I found um what was it like because, I mean, you grow up playing with your brother, right? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. graduating in that way, you know, you're done with high school basketball. Getting to share that with your brother, what's that like? Duh, meant, meant everything. Um, me and Nick are best friends, so just getting being able to have that experience together is something probably we'll, ne- we'll never forget. Now, so at, at the state championship, you're still being recruited heavily by... The, the the division two schools yeah some division one interest but nothing really serious so now when do we when does it shift um I ended up playing AAU that spring with big shots um and Kevin Schneider invited me to play on his team which I was very thankful for and um the last tournament of April live period Wichita State coach was just sitting on the bench and I ended up having a real good tournament that whole weekend so they had me on a visit and I Left Wichita Shocker. Now, before we go into your adventure to Wichita, because I can't imagine what... I went to Bethany. There's nothing there. <laughs> I can tell you there's nothing there. Kansas as a whole, and no disrespect to Kansas, but that's the only thing I know, is that it's just very wide and open flat. and flat. Um, you've you played high school basketball. you played AAU basketball. Right now, recruiting-wise, I think 
the bigger side of recruiting comes from the AAU scene than it does from the high school basketball scene. Yeah, Do would, you feel that that's good because you're getting everybody's top player on an AAU team, whereas um, a high school might have one guy or two guys? No, I definitely think AAU is a great thing. Um, just gives kids exposure that otherwise may play in like a smaller area. They mm-hmm. play on a bigger AAU team, so I think it's a good thing. But um, coaches definitely want to see how you play in a more controlled setting, such as high school. I mean, in a system. There's no really systems in AAU anymore. You just kind of go out there and play. Yeah. You get guys from different areas and whatnot. So um, I think they both equally mean the most, but I'd definitely say it gets you maybe a little more exposure. It's interesting. I You know, I, I had Chase Harler on a couple weeks ago, um, and we talked about the AAU circuit versus the high school circuit, and he played it uh, at Wheeling Central, mm-hmm. um, which is exactly what you're talking about. It's a small controlled environment so you get to see how a player like that interacts in that environment but then for him to get recruited he needed the AAU for the that that extra exposure especially in West Virginia um smaller state and people really don't respect basketball players from out of here so which is kind of crazy because I mean the AAU players I mean we got the logo well yeah the 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 guy that's the (laughs) NBA logo is a mountaineer through and through Jerry. Um, and last week's guest, Zip, the, the Zip himself, he uh, AAU coached. The, yeah, I, I played for Zip my whole life. The quote was the AAU coach. There were apparently in Zip's world, there are no other AAU coaches, only Zip. So, <laughs> Zipper's a man. Um, it's just an interesting take that, that we've gone down. Because, I, I mean, I yeah, figured sure. 15 years ago, the AAU circuit was big, but it wasn't what I it is now. I would say it was more like camps back then. Like sneaker sponsor company yeah. camps, but I mean, yeah, definitely what it was wasn't isn't what it was or it was what it is now. So. Yeah, absolutely. So we get from the AAU circuit. You go on a visit to Wichita. You come out a shocker. What's the next step? You go to summer school, right? Yeah, summer school. Um, so for me, going back to the recruitment, like my dream was always to kind of play D one mm-hmm. and. I just, that was something I always wanted to do and something I wanted to try. So I, when I was given that opportunity, I just felt like I wanted to jump out and grab it. Um, but yeah, summer school was next. And then um, it was definitely a great experience going out there. Now, why, one, why Division One basketball? Why was Division One such a, like, I mean, obviously just, every basketball player, that's, yeah. but why for you? Because um, I always wanted to play an NCAA tournament. I always wanted to play in March. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd definitely say that's one of the biggest reasons that you definitely want to just try to be the best and get to the highest level you possibly can. So that was always my goal. Now, you don't stay in Wichita very long for... I stayed for the for the summer. Um, it was a great experience. I had nothing but good things to say. But I just a little homesick. I'd never been away from home like that before. So I just... Well, Miss West Virginia, Miss the Mountains. And the, the mental health side, that I don't think athletes really get the opportunity to talk about. Yeah. The fact that you can be honest with yourself about, you know, wasn't for lack of effort, wasn't for that you, you weren't going to be all right in Wichita. It was you wanted your family there to be able to watch the games. You like being around your, as you pointed out, you grew up playing, you played for Zip, you played with your brother. 
cousins, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you're, you guys are very family oriented. Um, and it's not something that people, athletes specifically, I think we tend to not talk about that side of things. Yeah. Sure. Um, so you, you make your way back. How do you find yourself at Fairmont and why Fairmont and not maybe say try to walk on at WVU? Um, just got a great relationship with the coaching staff there. Co- uh, Coach Missoula, Joe Missoula started to recruit me when I was sophomore in high school, junior high school, and didn't stop until he ended up leaving mm-hmm. to go to the Red Claws. So, and I had known Coach Calhoun my whole life, just being around WVU basketball. He was started there. He was there, and then went to uh, Fairmont from there because he wanted to be a head coach. So, I just had a good relationship with them. It was close to home, and. One of my best friends, Kenzie Melko, was on the team too, so it just kind of was kind of a no-brainer for me. And what were you were, when you went to Wichita? Was that just to get the core classes out of the way, or did you already go in there knowing this is what I wanted? Whatever. No, I had every intention to stay at Wichita my whole four years. No, I meant major-wise. What were you going? Oh, uh, I was undecided for the first year. I just okay. wanted to go get some core classes, but it, summer school has less to do with school really than. Just they want you there working out, getting in shape, and everything. So. Okay. Well, see, that's something that I, I don't think I don't think a lot of people yeah, might I mean, realize. Yeah, we were having full practices in the summer, so I mean, it's pretty. I mean, we we're in the gym five, six hours a day. Now, is that different from yeah? Fairmont? Most D twos don't have summer school, but Fairmont um, put together uh, a program because the donors were generous enough to to do that for us. So we actually ended up did having summer school. Is way different than Wichita's though, because you really can't have like practice or nothing like that with mm-hmm. the coaches or anything. You're allowed to lift and stuff with your strength trainer, but like you can't have skill workouts or nothing with your coaches. So we were more kind of playing open gym, getting shots up, stuff like that. Now, obviously, the what was, and we're gonna keep bouncing back between Fairmont and, yeah. and Wichita. Practice a, a, a day, the day of school, right? Now you had the summer school side. But yeah, what was that in wasn't that like so we wake up lift if you had class you go to class it was online you mm-hmm. just do your thing and then um it was all you go to practice and then Fairmont uh, the classes were all online during the summer so basically you're just in the gym all day and then both places <laughs> you're once you're in to your first full semester at Fairmont your day is wake up, go to class, hit the gym, then hit, or hit the weight no, room, hit the gym? Up, no, wake up, hit the weights, go to class, and then if off-season you have, like, the workout with the coaches in your skill position, and then if you're in season, you got practice in the afternoon, and then if you have a night class or something, you're doing that. And then you got, is it it's two games, three games a week? Two, two. games a week. Two. Tuesdays and Saturdays. No, uh, Wednesday, Saturday. Wednesday, Saturday. I knew there's, the Saturdays, the always. Yeah. Wednesday, Saturday, sometimes Thursday, just depends. When you're on the it, out of conference, is a little different. It's just kind of whenever teams can play, but in conference, it's always Wednesday, Saturday. Now, once you get that those cores out of the core classes out of the way, what did you decide to go to school for? Um, I did uh, major in political science, political science and criminal justice, and then got my MBA. But I was just I don't know. I've always been interested in history and politics and the way things work so 
And then the pursuit of your masters was that always going to be that was always a goal. Yeah, you were gonna... um, I was always definitely going to get my masters because especially after I had a red shirt because injury, mm -hmm. I definitely wanted to get my master, and I was always going to do my my MBA just to diversify and have more of a different background. Now let's walk through because you, you you had a red shirt, so there was there was two big major injuries. Yeah, so back kind of back to back actually. Yeah, so my freshman year. Um, three-fourths away through that season. I ended up tearing my shoulder and my labrum, mm -hmm. but not getting to finish. But that season was crazy. We started, we had a really good team that year. We went to, ended up winning a national championship that year. Now, halfway through that season, you get that, that happens. Yeah. So you're rehabbing. You come back, feeling good, you're strong. And that team brought a lot of people back as well, right? That that first year to the second or no, was that we, a we, I mean we brought some guys back we also lost a lot of guys that year I mean we had that year we went on to, uh, were, won our first 23 games and then ended up only losing three games that mm -hmm. year um, had a couple All-Americans couple All-Region players so and they had all been there for the entirety of Coach Calhoun's tenure so um, they all graduated after that year and we still had some returning guys like our point guard couple guards, a couple big men that didn't play as much, but were still really good players. So we had some guys familiar with the program. We were definitely expected to, to go on another run, yeah. So then you're coming back now. You yeah, said you're, you're... I had surgery in April of that year after the my freshman year. Just got to rehab and stuff before. Mm -hmm. And then um, got cleared in, like, December. So I, ended up, I did redshirt my sophomore year. Um, and then I got cleared in December. Just started practicing. And then we ended up not making the NCAA tournament that year, actually. Uh, and then um, came back for summer school, started practicing, playing open gym, and just tore my ACL after the last, the last day of summer practice. So you come back from an injury that, for a lot of people, sh especially shooting-wise, yeah. you have to relearn kind of all of that. Yeah. Um, was it Markel Fultz? Is that what he, that's kind of what he I don't he know went. what he had. He had something crazy. They said, said he had like the yips or something. I don't really know, but. Well, I remember he had come out and he had something done he to his shoulder. crazy with his shoulder. And no one really it, knows. So, but a similar thing is he's, he had to relearn, you had to relearn that mm. the shooting technique and the, because it's there, right? It's not, yeah. muscle memory is still there, but you're. Just you got to build your muscles up again, get them strong so they can perform how they did before. Which is one basketball injury that you really don't want to have because of then you know you come back from that you get through the entire summer you're getting ready to go into the tail end of the off season workouts the knee what's the when when the knee happens what's the mental state for you uh devastated honestly but um after kind of the feeling set in and everything just talking with joe and everything um I feel a little bit better, but it's obviously devastating. Um, but just shit that makes you stronger. And then, obviously, so you fought to come back. You rehab this second injury. What's the? And I think I believe that next year would have been Joe's first year, and then my second, then my ACL would have been his second year. And that your ACL coming back from the ACL would be the COVID year, right? Uh, no, the year, the year before COVID. Year before COVID. Okay. 
So how does the the year after the ACL or yeah the ACL? Yeah, so I retroed Joe's whole second year, mm-hmm. and then yeah he ended up going back to the Boston, and then um, yeah so next year I'm got another new coaching staff, uh, Tim Canning, and uh, yeah just coming back from that it was obviously tough getting your f- feet back under you but we ended up having a good team that year, and then yeah COVID. Cut our season short because of uh, wow, yeah. And what are, now? So, I again, I bring up Chase because he's talking about how you know WVU's in the hotel, they're and they're watching them pull. I think it was New York gets pulled off the court, or somebody, I don't somebody know gets pulled, gets pulled off of an NBA game, and then they tried to run the one of the tournaments, tried to proceed college wise, they made it through a half and they got yanked off. And then they proceed to cancel. Had the rest of that season not got canceled, where were you guys heading? So we were going to play at IUP in our uh, first round okay. of the, the tournament. So they hosted. It's in D2. It's a little different. Like each uh, n- number one seed in the region will host. Now do they host for, is it two two games three, and then they'll three. re? Oh, so they get three. They get, yeah, because you get round of 64. Round of thirty two, and then your championship. Okay. The Sweet Sixteen, and then the, then it's the Elite Eight. So they host all the way until the they would have host or they would have hosted all the way to the Elite yep. Eight. Okay. Um. So again, the adversity and whatnot that you're that you've dealt with through your collegiate basketball career. Mm-hmm. You find out the season's over. What's the thought? I mean, was there a thought process of trying to go overseas or? Or trying to continue playing? No, because I still had another year. Okay. After that. So, no, nah, just, I mean, you're obviously in shock, but um, just deal with it. I mean, COVID was a crazy time. Shut everything down for a little while, but we knew we were going to play the next season. It's too much money involved, so. So, how does the how does the senior year go? Um, It was good. Uh, we had a pretty good team. We ended up getting bounced in the first uh, round of the tournament, but. I mean, it was fun. And fun way a, to close out the close out my career. I mean, it was I really enjoyed be, being on that team. Still friends with a lot of the guys. And that, that accomplishes team. a goal that you and set for yourself. We did end up winning um, our conference tournament that year, the MEC tournament. So that was which is big because yeah, West yeah. Lib West Lib's out of out of that conference. Wheeling's yeah. out of that. Con- I mean, there's no there's a couple good pretty good Division two basketball schools in that. Yeah, for sure. And Fairmont as well. I mean, it's not like I don't. We we're talking about Fairmont, mm-hmm. so I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to no, glaze no. over them. But um, you've alluded to this Joe, and I, I believe as we're recording this, he's got about an hour and a half before he makes his debut. The de- NBA head coaching season. debut. Um, this is not the first interview you've done about Joe either. You you did a little little sound bite for USA Today a couple weeks ago, yeah, right? Like- yeah, some paper in Boston. <laughs> but, yeah, um, no, Joe's a great guy. I'm happy for him. He deserves everything he's getting. Um, I don't got enough good things to say about Joe. but What style of coach is he? Like, what is his what's his a, philosophy? He's definitely a player's coach. But okay. he's also demanding and expects you to do your job. Um, he's very smart with X's and O's, but he's definitely very much of a player's coach. Really cares about his players, but... He also knows what he's talking about on the court. So now, ex- do you have an expectation for the for for this season? 
Mm. Not one that you want to share on no, camera. I, mean, I, I know he's going to do well. Yeah. Um, I have no doubt about that. So I'm, I know I'm going to be rooting for him. I know he's got the whole state of West Virginia behind him now. So he's got a lot of support. And, I mean, we all know he's going to do well. So Now, we covered, we covered Joe. We covered Fairmont. Oh, we didn't finish Fairmont. So you get your master's. While still finishing out with the red shirts, mm-hmm. once you come out of Fairmont, what's what's next? What was the what was the plan? Um, kind of my plan was always maybe study for law school, um, take a year off of school, work uh, with the family and everything, and then uh, really didn't end up doing too much studying. So <laughs> still working. <laughs> that, the bar exam's not something. To, well, or like not the bar. LSAT. The LSAT is it's, not. It's not a. Uh, <laughs> just to go in and take it type thing. No, so not at all. So, um, and now, so you work here at CZS, yep. uh, at Chateau, um, and then your brother works over at American Homes with your dad. Yep. And here it's you, Cody, your cousin, and your uncle Zip, who we had on last week. Um, what do you? What is the day to day like for you? Um, for me, I. Come in about 7.45, try to get there and get my morning situated, think about what I need to do in the morning, what we, what's going on in the meeting. So we have that morning meeting and then uh, with all the guys, kind of give them tasks for the day, let them know what needs fixed, what we want done and everything like that. And then I'll go meet with Zip again, kind of talk about how the meeting went and anything else that we maybe forgot, uh, we'll talk about. And then after that, just probably go down and go through my email and just uh, deal with tenants all day. Now, when we talked to Zip last week, he had said um, at one point there were plans in Fairmont to expand, I believe, Chateau South. Mm-hmm. Those plans, obviously, with the cost of everything, have been put on hold. Is there anything else development-wise from you guys that's coming, or are you kind of waiting to see price fluctuations, etc.? Um. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely always looking for a deal, always looking to make, make money, make make moves, but uh, definitely don't want to rush into anything too crazy, so mm-hmm. kind of right now, I guess it's just wait and see for me, at least. Just learn, learn more about Chateau and CZS, stuff like that. And uh, the only way I can wrap this up is to put a bet down with you. So, I'm a whiskey drinker, you're a tequila drinker, correct? Correct. So, if the, if the Cowboys... Have a better finish out with a better record than the Steelers. I'll buy you a bottle of tequila, and if the Steelers finish a better record, then you buy me a bottle of whiskey. Good deal. Good. All right. Well, that that you're already what six games up on me, so I, I just <laughs> I just need the Cowboys to we need our quarterback back, man. <laughs> uh, this has been Dingo Talk. I am Carla Guadagnino, Stephen Solomon, taking time with us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Wisdom. Those are the four social media platforms. I'm still not really sure what Wisdom is. But the other ones, check it out. We got content on them. The only one you have to check or type different is Dingo underscore talk, and that's for Instagram. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, uh, Amazon, Google. I mean, we're pretty much everywhere you can get a podcast. Um, and if you're looking for an apartment, call this guy. <laughs> if you're a college student looking for an apartment, and you're in the Morgantown area, you call this guy and he'll take care of you. Sure. Um, But as I said, we're here every Thursday. I'm Carla Guadagnino. 
Stephen Solomon, thank you very much for taking time, man. Thanks for having me. I really me. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Make sure you get home to get to watch that game. I will. I'll be tuned in. And uh, for my for Joe and LeBron. Oh uh, well, I don't know about that. That second <laughs> guy, we can. I'm just we we can have him and Bronny and all them play together, so we get the story out of the way and just call it a day. <laughs> um, we'll see you next Thursday, Chuckleheads. You wanna know by now? You wanna know?